Yo, what's happening, everybody? My name is Caden, and to my right, my buddy Jesse. Combined, we make Anti-Fogmatic, a podcast where we describe the sight, smell, taste, feel, and finish of three beers. We aim to provide you with a comprehensive guide to what we love and what we hate. At the end of the pints, we will provide you with The Chosen One, a brew we believe that almost anybody would enjoy. All right, man. Here we are, episode four from Olympia with Love. Welcome back, everybody. Jesse, did you know today is, well, not today, but did you know the month of February is uh, Stout Month? No, I actually did not. It's kind of disappointing because I like stouts. Dude, I know you love stouts. That's why I'm kind of surprised you didn't actually know about that. Uh, Since it is Stout Month, I wanted to focus two out of the three beers this episode around stouts. Okay. I mean, you know, that means that eventually we are going to have a, a dark episode. Yes, sir. It's all, all stouts. I am already uh, regretting it. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, also, Jesse, I wanted to please you. Since I've been making you drink all these fruity beers the past few episodes, I thought we would kind of give you a majority of a stout episode. Are you cool with that? That's fine. That's okay. If I, uh, if I can be honest with you, man, I don't think I've actually gone out and purchased one of my own stouts willingly, uh, which is pretty embarrassing. But I will say that uh, I didn't even buy these beers. So still again, I haven't even gone out and bought stout beers. Uh, These beers, this episode, are brought to you by our good friend, Matt. Matt went and grabbed us these to try. So shout out to Matt for helping us get buzzed this afternoon, man. Thanks, Matt. Uh, So what do we got going on today, man? What are the beers that we're drinking today? Uh, Today's brews is the uh, first one, the Dalla the Breakfast Stout by Matchless Brewing Company out in Tumwater. Didn't we we talk about that one? Like some beer rotation? Was it last week? A couple weeks ago, I think. I'm not 100% sure. I'm excited to try it. That sounds delicious. Uh, the second one is the Lao Lima Belgian IPA by Maui Brewing Company. Okay. I, uh, I found out that that's a collaboration down over at Breakside. That's cool. Uh, I'll go over, or I'll go into that a little bit more once we get to that brew. Okay. What's the last one, then? Uh, From Astoria with Love by Fort George. Okay. From Astoria with Love. Sounds Russian-based. I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, it is a Russian, uh, stout. Imperial stout. Just by the name, though. You kind of get that. From Russia with love. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, light bulb. There we go. <laughs> All right, I'm going home. It's too early. <laughs> All right, so we got the first beer. First beer we're going to start off with is Dala, the Breakfast Stout by Matchless Brewing. This beer was dreamt up by Ken Sorensen, who is the sales extraordinaire over at Matchless Brewing. This is considered to be a breakfast stout that is made with custom coffee roast by the partners over at Conduit Coffee in Seattle, Washington. Dude, that's perfect because I haven't had coffee this morning. Yeah, I know. I called you and woke you up. It is pretty early. I mean, it's not early now, but it was early. Um, what I like, though, is we did that cold brew IPA, and they're in a partnership with Cold uh, or Stumptown Brewing with Rogue. So I think it's pretty cool that Matches Brewing out here in uh, Washington has a partnership with Conduit Coffee in Seattle. Um, this brew, though, this breakfast stout is actually a milk stout. Uh, milk stout takes a name because it contains lactose, which is sugar derived from milk, obviously. The lactose can't be fermented by the beer yeast, so the lactose adds sweetness, uh, giving the beer the name the milk stout. That's pretty cool. Is that your beer fact of the week already? No. No. Okay. No. Well, well, I didn't know that, so. So, this big-bodied American breakfast milk stout was inspired by the coffee of the Gulf region. This beer is named after the traditional Arabic coffee pot used for centuries to brew coffee in. Lastly, I want to say before we crack it open and drink it. This beer is spiced with a little bit of cardamom for a touch of warmth during these cold winter months. Dude, it's perfect. Where's I know. It at? I'm not excited, but I know you are. All right, and looking at the can, Jesse, big tall boy. It's got a sticky brown label. I don't know why I said sticky, but hops. It's got warrior hops. I've never heard of those. Malt. It's got Copeland Dark, Copeland Munich, Flaked Barley, Chocolate Wheat, and let's see, Copeland C80. Tell us about those, Jesse. I know you know everything about them. Uh, I don't know anything about those, <laughs> but I'm drooling. Uh, That's we... pretty cool that uh, like they do that on the can. That's the first yeah, company I've seen actually like put like what these hops are and whatnot. Um, all right, man. Well, let's get drinking. Um, I'll crack it first. Cool. Oh, and just so everyone knows, we broke our first glass for anti-fogmatic. Ew, dude. I feel like I'm pouring out oil. Give me that. You excited, time. dude? I am. I am. All right. This is perfect. Well, pouring it. 
I got little to no head. I got a, just a, a slight little ring around my glass. Yeah. Um, That's a good thing, though. I, I mean, for stouts, yeah. 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 What do you get from the first smells, man? You get the, all those hot Coffee. Stuff, not hot, so all the mot, malts. Just coffee. Uh, I do get a lot of coffee, actually. Like cold black coffee. Yeah. I can smell the chocolate. I thought that was my coffee glass, but then I look around, it's not even on my desk, so it's yeah. definitely just beer. All right, so the pour is very smooth. Didn't make any carbonation. There was no uh, head, just Mm-mm. a light ring around the edges. Um, let's give it the let's give it a drink though. Uh, I mean, on the level on scale, I'm gonna go pretty simple here. I'm gonna call it black. Unless yep. you got a number for us, let me let me pull it up. I do have a number. All right, man, cool. Uh, be looking around the 37, 38. So black. Yeah, black. Right. You know. Black, black. It's typical. It's level bond black. Um, first and foremost, ABVs. 7.4% ABVs, which is pretty balling. Yeah. Um, I had a hard time finding IBUs for any of these stouts that we were drinking today. Um, one thing I will say, on the Beer Advocate scale, Jesse, it has a score of 4.15 out of 5. Which couldn't, is considered exceptional. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. I haven't right? even had it. Nick. All right. You have the first sip, man. Tell them about it. All what right. Do you cool. get? There we go. Oh, yeah. So smooth. Mmm. God damn it. Lots of coffee flavor. I hate to admit it. It's good, isn't it? This is damn good, yeah. dude. <laughs> it's, it's I'm disappointed thick. in myself. You can you can it's the the milk stout thickness. I, I like that. I can definitely that get body. the milk stout from it. Absolutely. I definitely get that milk stout. Uh one thing I will say the reason why I like this though, it does give me that bourbon burn or that whiskey burn that a lot of stouts for me do but i think i've been referring to a lot of the imperial stouts you know i the only burn i really like is from wine i mean ew gross whatever though. Ugh. um i and this uh, the name's perfect you know the, the breakfast, breakfast stout because reminds me of french toast yeah so the smell aroma i get a little bit of coffee yeah i could definitely still smell a lot of the roasted malts which is why we're getting some of that chocolate a lot of the scents coming through that mm-hmm. you know i've never heard of warrior hops but i also don't drink a lot of stout so i'm pretty i'm pretty uh, novice about that and when it comes to taste, though, describe it, Jesse. What are you getting? Oh, geez. Um, it's, I'm going to use the word burnt, but not in a bad way. I Because, gotcha. um, like, it's like a, like smoking meat. You know, you purposely char the outside with like the smoke. burnt coffee, in a sense. Like, yeah. Uh, burnt beans. You know, you get that, that roast, right? Definitely. The roasted malt. That's kind of what you're getting from it. You're getting those, I don't want to call them burnt either, but you're getting those very roasted malts. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. can taste that. Definitely. Um, uh, the body of it? Thick. Which how it should be. Thick. Like the milk stout, right? Definitely where it gets its name. That's I can, so good, dude. I, I I get a hint of that spice, like you know, like it said. The cardamom? Um, I do. Gives you a little bit of warmth, right? But uh, after it's been a little bit. You know, if I continue to drink it, I don't get that. But if I take a sip and let it sit, then I can I get that. So the warming. aftertaste you're getting a lot of the cardamom yeah, finish, right? Definitely. I get that, man. That's that's cool. I like that. I actually really like this. I'm really surprised. I yeah. really do. Definitely definitely can see why they, they called it Dala too, you know. It's got the roasted malts. You can taste the coffee. You can taste that that coffee roasted flavor, just like the Arabic uh, dala that it's yeah. coffee's brewed in. Man, yeah, super good. Now I'm I pretty sure buy I just one of those. butchered like two or three of those names. That's what were right. you saying, man? I think I could job. I want to buy one of those dollars now, dude. Right? Like new way to brew coffee, dude. I wonder if we can find them. Probably not though. Amazon has everything, dude. Other than that, man, what uh, what'd you get into this weekend? Um, this weekend nothing. Um, but over the past couple weeks i went to california yeah i was gonna say really wrong yeah. nothing you went to california you went to san diego well last weekend i, I was at work saint diego to excuse be me clear um but yeah no last week san diego um spent time at the uh jones jo- joshua tree national park super cool um i don't know if anybody knows but it was vandalized because the government shut down and there wasn't, wasn't anybody working it's not that bad it could have been worse um, still got vandalized though that's yeah it sucks uh, no, they chopped down that like a tree that was easily, you know, 600 years old. It takes 500 years for those trees to fully mature anyways. It's yeah. kind of messed up overall. But nonetheless, I'm glad you didn't see it or it wasn't as bad as it was made out to be. Yeah, yeah. No, it was uh, It was definitely the worst part of it was the trash, I would say. Yeah. Um, as devastating as those trees getting cut down is, it's there was trash everywhere, unfortunately. Yeah, okay. um, but could have been worse. You know, they could have caused some damage because the government was shut down for a long time. So I just feel like it was a couple kids on a weekender. Mm-hmm. Went out and thought they were going to have some fun. Yeah, yeah. Were you, you know? able to go out and find some of San Diego's tried and true uh, beers out there? They got uh, Ballast Point, a big brewer down there. Uh, I did. I did some different ones, actually. Um, 
There was one, uh, Mother Earth. Okay. That's the brewery, um, the Cali Creamin. And I posted about them while I was down there. It was it was delicious. Yeah? Yeah. I bought one to bring home, but I drank it while I was Yeah, I don't blame you. Do you remember yeah. when I brought you that Pliny? Anyways. I don't remember that. Um, that was good. Uh, went gray whale watching. Actually saw a whale breach. Like, yeah, I th- you posted some photos, right? Uh, but not of the whale. Okay. Um, so the whale breached. It was like 20 feet in the air, which was crazy. Just the top half of this gray whale. Went to go take pictures of it, and my camera wouldn't focus fast enough. So I, I missed Damn. the whale. But as he came crashing down, I caught all of the waves, which the waves went. There was a, a cruise liner out there. The waves went halfway up this thing. Okay. It was massive. That's pretty cool, um, man. But I got tons of pictures of a school of dolphins that okay. ran up next to us. That was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So that was a good time. That's pretty dope, dude. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I don't know if you realize this, but the week you were gone, uh, Olympia got about a foot of snow. Yes. Uh, most snow I've ever seen in Olympia is about an inch. It's awesome. Uh, it literally shut everything down. I was locked in my house for five days. I'm upset that I missed that because I <laughs> love the snow. It was crazy though, man. Like I had to walk about two miles just to have somebody come pick me up to take me to work on Sunday because hmm. I couldn't get out of my house. So I had to walk basically to your house, which is, you know, it's a, a two lane road. It's a yeah. busy road. Obviously it's snowing, but it was basically a, a, a blizzard out there, which was crazy. I wouldn't have gone. Yeah. I mean, I had to. I didn't go in Saturday. I had to at least make an effort. I made an effort. You're welcome. Yeah. Anyways, anything else you want to say? Let's close out this first beer, man. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to leave it with what we've got. I think. It represents the name of what it's called. Perfectly, Bella. yeah. All right, well, this is going to end it for beer number one, y'all. Uh, Jesse, I say uh, I know we just started, but let's go ahead and take a break real quick. Cool, yeah. Uh, here comes the, what, beer rotations of the week? Yeah, rotations of the week. Nice. Welcome to Beer Rotations, everybody. Jesse, your week. Tell us what we got in them rotations of them beers in this week. All right, man. The three beers this week all going to come from Seattle. We have a pretty big event coming up this weekend. What is there? It's a big event? Em- oh, wait. Em- Emerald City something? Emerald City Comic Con. Yeah. So that's why I picked our city up here. The uh, first one is from Pike Brewing Company. It is the 5X Pike Stout, or the, the Penta X. Um, don't know a whole lot about it. It is a stout, of course. Do you know what my favorite type of gram is? What? Pentagram. Oh, Anyways, man. It's <laughs> uh, 7% ABVs with 65 IBUs. Uh, other than that, they don't post a whole lot on their website, so I couldn't do a whole lot of research. I feel you. I'm sure I'd like, like it, though. Brew, though. It's a stout, you know. Of course it is. The next one is from Elysian Brewing. Um, this is a limited run for them. It's the American Purple. And it's aged in Chardonnay barrels. This American style Flanders red is a mouthful. Blackberry puree and a blend of yeast provide a fruity tart pucker for this resplendent figurehead. Bro, I'm all about that. Aged in Chardonnay barrels? Sounds great. Mm. And the last one, um, if you've been to Emerald City Comic Con before, you've probably had this one. The Dark Heron. Or something similar. Something similar, maybe. Um, The Dark Heron comes out every year, at least it has been for the past three years, from... The Fremont Brewing Company. Thank you, Fremont Brewing Company. All right. <laughs> um, this year is a little bit different. So that's a golden amber IPA. Okay. Featuring Strata, El Dorado, Comet, Citra, and Centennial hops and bursting with citrus, tropical floral, and stone fruit notes. Matt played with the Dark Heron's 2018 recipe from last year for a couple of months before settling on what he says is emblematic of Emerald City Comic Con and all the geeks who go to enjoy being together. Is uh, Matt the like founder or the, the main brewer? Who he He's the founder of the, the company. I don't know okay, how to pronounce his last name, so I'm not going to yeah, say Don't worry, it. Man, don't butcher Matt's name. He's good. That's so, pretty interesting, man. Uh, yeah, any idea what... Uh, Elysian has in common with those other breweries? I think I have an idea what you're going to say. Nothing, because they sold out. <laughs> it's fine. Get over it. <laughs> All right, y'all. Jesse, do you got any other beers or rotations for us this week? I mean, we're going to be up in Seattle, so if you are at Emerald City Comic Con, come find us. Buy me a beer. I mean, have a beer with us. Sure, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I'm excited for the Comic Con this weekend. Um, we have, of course, the Dark Heron. Mm-hmm. Got to try it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I do know... Pike has a flight of beers. It is six full glasses of beer. God bless America. Yeah, we gotta go. All right, y'all. Check out our Instagram or Twitter at Antifogmatic Podcast. We're gonna be at Emerald City Comic Con this weekend. Come say what up. All right, so that's the beer rotation of the week. Um, here comes beer number two. Caden, what do we have? So this one's coming all the way from the Hawaiian Islands. This one's from Maui Brewing Company. 
and they are bringing us a collaboration brew with Breakside Brewery, going by the name of Lao Lima Belgian IPA. That's cool. It is pretty cool. So last week, I think we had another collaboration beer. It was the Tropical Pale Ale, or maybe that was week two. Anyways, this beer is brewed in collaboration with Breakside, who is based out of Oregon, and is brewed with candied sugar. Okay. It even says it on the can, man. I think that's pretty cool. The other one was a little confusing. The other one, I mean, one that we did a few episodes ago. Nonetheless, um, Breakside is out in Oregon, like I said. And uh, have you had anything by Breakside, Jesse? No. No? So uh, Costco, they actually sell this in a 22-ounce. Wanderlust, Wanderlust is a crisp, refreshing, easy-to-drink IPA. It's probably one of my favorites from Breakside. Okay. Anyways, this beer is very intriguing to me. And it's probably going to be the only beer that I really enjoy this episode. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, this name, the name of this beer is Lao Lima, which is defined as many hands or cooperation. And I feel that that name really suits very well with this beer, mainly because it implies that many hands help brew this beer because it has collaboration all the way from Hawaii all the way to Oregon, which is pretty dope. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, it is called a Belgian IPA because it is brewed using Belgian yeasts, which is pretty interesting. One thing I will say is I'm really curious how a Hawaiian and Oregon brewers came up with the Belgian IPA. Hmm. This beer is actually brewed on the islands of Hawaii. And the only reason I say this is because I read some article somewhere. We don't need to get into it, but I uh, read that Kona Brewing Company is under fire or being thrown on blast because they don't brew their beer in Hawaii while advertising and marketing their beer like they do. You know, I mean, you said you don't need to get into it, but I think that's kind of dumb that I mean, they, why? they're yeah, getting why put are you on blast. Take advantage of something like that. Well, I mean, just because you're not, let's say I'm brewing Hawaiian beer in Colorado. Well, if it's a Hawaiian technique, why does it matter? True. Right? I mean, and the, what's the other company? Arizona Tea? Mm-hmm. They, that's made in New York. True, right? But so, the big difference is, is Arizona marketing. Yo, we're pulling tea leaves out here in Arizona. No, right? But Kona Brewing is saying like, oh, check out our local brewery pubs that we have in Hawaii, implying that they're, it's kind of like the false sense of reality. I guess yeah. that's where, like, the, the argument's coming from in this article. Nonetheless, though, um, Jesse, tell us about the can, man. It looks pretty cool. I like the old school can style. It's pretty neat. Uh, black band on top, you know, the Maui, Maui Brewing Co., and then a tan band on the bottom. Yeah, takes giant up about two-thirds. Yeah, giant tiki head. Super like cool. A, looks like it's holding a hop. Hang loose, brought a, looks like it's holding a heart, a beer can, and what's the other one? Like a, that's, a like, a beaker. Yeah, Like a scientific beaker. That's pretty neat. It's also an independent craft brewer, which is pretty dope. They got the Independent Craft Brewing Associated stamp on the can, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Um, anyways, man. You want to crack it open? A little what do you turtle think? on the side. Yeah, let me let me finish my, my breakfast out, and I'm still enjoying that. <laughs> You're still drinking? All right. I'll continue with this one a little bit then. So when it comes to the ABVs, this beer is sitting at 7.1%. We're cool. drinking some high alcohol content beers, man. A lot of alcohol by volume over here. Uh, dude, so, like, while I was gone, um, we watched the fight. Uh, like me and somebody? 253 or, like or two-something. Oh, UFC? The UFC fight. Um, it was where... The fight where Israel actually beat... Um, oh, what's his name? No! I can't remember his name right now. Israel won the fight. And he's, I'm going to look it up. Silva. Israel fought Silva. Big deal in the UFC world. Oh, Silva, okay. Um, and I drink... Six liters of beer. Gross. I mean, yeah, that's magnificent, Jesse. It was ridiculous. I found out my limit's actually five and a half. Should not have. Why? Had. What happened at the other half? Well, I drank all six, no problem. And I, I made it all the way through the night, and I felt great. And I didn't feel bad. After five and a half is when it really hit me. I feel I bad like, just wow. thinking about it, dude. <laughs> like, rocked my boat. Shouldn't have had that last half. Um, and then I actually woke up at, in the middle of the night. I had to throw up once. God, and a, worst God. thing ever. And, of course, everything I drank was a stout. Everything. I had a peanut butter stout. I had a milk stout. I had a coffee stout. I threw in an IPA for some reason because I thought that's, that was a good honestly, idea. Honestly, that's probably what messed you up, dude. Um, and everything was above 8%. It was great. It was a, it was a lot of alcohol. It was Everyone a lot of beer. stop what you're doing and slow clap. I it. shouldn't have had that. But five and a half, that's my limit. Never going above that again. And I was still, I, I was hungover for three days. Oh, dude. It was so awful. <laughs> Going to Joshua Tree, taking pictures, still sweating milk outside of your body. That's Luckily, so I went to Joshua Tree first, so oh, I wouldn't have to dude. walk around. Oh, um, Did you go on I, the boat, though, while you were whale watching? Hell no. Oh, okay. No. I sat on the couch for 36 hours oh, after dude, that. Dude, that is gnarly, that man. Uh, oh, it's, that's it's a good time, though. sweat just thinking about it. Um, oh, dude. All right. So, 
that's yeah i don't think i've ever drank that much beer that's good i wish i i wish i have it's cool knowing that i can yeah right like i don't know and it was high alcohol it's like bruce banner he is aware of how much he can take how much pain he can handle right you feel like bruce banner in a sense just less green (laughs) (laughs) well for this lao lima belgian ipa my first pour man i got about a finger two fingers of head the appearance on the first pour is a slightly hazy, pale gold, and I would say about one to two fingers of head of a, f- and it's fluffy, dude. It's a fluffy yeah. white head, nice and thick. It looks like yeah. a, I, don't, I mean, it's a little airy for me at least. It's a little fluffy. It's diminishing gradually though, and I feel like it's just going to end up being a thin cap, kind of like the stouts were. Mm, yeah. I, okay. I stand corrected. Yeah. It, it's very airy, um, and my, my carbonation is going wild yeah. right now. Like you know, the bubbles from the bottom of the glass. The Belgian yeast, man. It's killing it. Uh, what do you give it on the Levabon scale, though? It's got that pale ale, so I'm, I'm not mm. looking at it right now. But give I me just a like second. Let me, let me pull up my chart. Yeah, do your chart, man. I got to bounce back and forth. Uh, in terms of the aroma, though, I I do get that candied sugar. Mm. So it's a little floral, and I would say kind of grassy. And I think that's just coming from the Belgian. Um, I'm, I'm going to give mine a five and a half. Yeah. yeah maybe six, five, a, five, cool. a five, an even five. I don't All get right. much from the smell. So about this beer... So it's got Belgian yeast in it. It's got that pale color. Carbonation's wild. It's got 60 IBUs. So it's gonna be should be what a little bitter. Not too bad though. No, it's not too bad. No, I feel like the Belgian yeast is gonna bring out some lager. What's that, man? I just like I went to smell my beer and I sucked up some foam. And uh, ugh. I'm taking first sip, man. Let me tell you the things I'm smelling right now. The taste is moderately sweet. And it's also like moderately bitter in a sense. Um, do you get a mild funk at all? Yeah. A little mild funk. Not like the sour, but um, I can definitely like a lot of the fruit that this was brewed with. I, I get a sense that it's kind of masking those IBUs because I don't get any IBUs. Yeah. Uh, 60, maybe a little high. I, maybe 50. I would, I would have placed it there. I know that's where we want to place it, but it says 60. <laughs> well, you know. Um, say whatever I want, right? <laughs> I mean, um, but that's the thing is, I think the the flavors of this brew are masking a lot of the the hot, not the hot, but the the, the bitterness in there. Yeah, I get the sweetness. To me, it's it's like a vanilla sweetness, yeah. covering up like a, a a really really good fermented cheese. I I don't want the funk. I'm I'm trying to. You I, know. I think the funk's pineapple. Like like drink it again. I think I'm I'm getting a little bit of pineapple out of this mm-hmm. guy. Um, compared to the heavy body dollar that we just drank, I'm going to give this one a medium. It's definitely not light to me, even though it's a pale ale. No. It's a l- little bit thicker than that. Um, carbonation though, it is a little moderately carbonated. Moderately? Um, and it's a little dry, which I kind of like. It doesn't Very linger dry. off the tongue, which is nice. It's not syrupy. Yeah. Right? Um, but it does still give me that slightly funky finish, man. What do you got to say on this guy? Mm. Not, I mean, again, not a lot. The, the, the fruity beers I, I struggle with. Um, it's... Definitely gassy, you know, lots of carbonation. My, again, mine's going crazy. I get that vanilla flavor. I, I don't know why, but I do. Um, sweet. It is moderately sweet, right? I, I have a hard time tasting fruit, so I'm not going to go there. I hear you. Um, but I, I know there's fruit there. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. I hear you. I, I appreciate that. Uh, let's talk about lacing, man. Uh, stouts don't really give off much lacing, but this one, it's kind of spider webbing throughout, for me at least. Mine's crazy. Um, yeah. It's like dripping every single place. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> moderate spotty lacing, you know. I, I, I don't mind it. I really like this one, though. I really do. And I'm really disappointed that we're going to go to something that's pure black. I, 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 I'm I'm more excited for the next one. Of um, course. I know. I know. But, you know, I, I know we talk about beer a lot. Have you, have you played any games recently? We're both gamers I mean, I, for everybody. We, we both drink and play games simultaneously, we do. right? Uh, I've actually been digging a lot of the Apex Legends game, which is like that Battle Royale style. Cool. Uh, it's fun to watch pros do it, man. I'm terrible, but uh, Shroud or Ninja, whoever those streamers are, I think Ninja just won like 20 Gs from playing a video game, which is just crazy. Man, talk about a dream. Right? Like, uh, they did it off like you get a point for kill, and then you get uh, top five or something, you get points, et cetera, et cetera. But it was pretty interesting to watch it. I'm really enjoying the game lately. What are, what are you playing? Uh, I nothing really. Um, yeah, you've been you've been a little busy. I know you've been a lot of stuff, personal yeah. stuff going on I'm, in terms of like travel, school, world, right? pictures, change jobs, which is cool. Yeah, um, yeah. How's your photo project going though? Uh, it's pretty slow. Uh, I'm it. 
Right now, it's equipment. I got to find my new equipment. You want to do it right. You know, you don't want to just do yeah. it and then have to redo shit. Like, why yeah. waste your time? I don't want to take an unclear image for a you know a perfect article and mm-hmm. then, then mm-hmm. it sucks. Um, but yeah, that that game. You know, I just want to point out, like, my parents told me when I was like 11, 12, that gaming would get me nowhere, right? Yeah, hey mom, have you heard of Twitch? Like, yeah, those kids are millionaires millions now. Millions of dollars. <laughs> 2017 Twitch streamers brought in 87 million dollars. That's crazy. Oh, actually, that Apex, the one you're talking about. Yeah. Um, it actually, there was an article I read that you know, Apex takes over the world. That that was the title of the article. They had the most views online on Twitch in one day. They beat Fortnite. That's good. I'm tired yeah. of those 12 year olds playing Fortnite, man. Yeah. Well, they were better than me, so. I, I enjoyed Fortnite. I'm gonna. It was a good pastime in between games. But bunch of twelve year olds coming into Best Buy, downloading Fortnite on these phones. Yeah, oh, can I play Fortnite? No, go back to see your parents. When Best I was Buy. twelve, I was just I was the same way. Call of Duty was my jam when I was twelve. I, I wrecked it. I had dude. When I was twelve, I was putting bikes together. I was yeah, running the no, streets of Sultan riding bikes, dude. I played outside. I, I did. I played outside, but I. You think? I think all that free time you had after school. That's True. why they're so good. True. What do you do when you get home? You got you got bills to pay. You got to make sure your life's in order. You know you got to go grocery shopping. Hey, no, I feel you. I feel you. All right. Well, my beer's almost gone, man. How about you? Uh, I got three quarters of a glass. Let me chug a little. This is gonna kind of end it for beer too. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's not too bad. Not really hoppy. It is mild, moderately sweet, moderately bitter, and it does provide a little bit of a mild funk. But overall, I think this is a great beer. Um, it's definitely a good collaboration with Breakside. That's that's that's. Definite. Did we did we mention the uh, the beer advocate score? That we did not, Jesse. Where's it at? It's a three point eight two out of five. Um, I, I'm not gonna rate this one personally because it's not a favorite. I, I'm I'm biased against it. I, I'm not. It's because you're doing stouts this week. Yeah. I get you, man. Um, all right, everybody. Well, that's gonna end it for beer number two. Stay tuned. We're gonna come at you with beer number three here shortly. Uh, but first. Let's go ahead and take a break and talk about the Beer Fact of the Week. Yeah. All right, so yeah, Beer Fact of the Week. I've had two in a row. Yes, I could. It, it's your turn, Caden. What do you have this week? All right, well, for this week, man, for my Beer Fact of the Week, I'm going to label it, The Need for Beer Expanded the Colonist Population in the Newly Founded America. Right? What, what, what do you got for that? I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I know you are. I know. I know you are. You ready for this? So, early colonists in America were good at a lot of things. However, brewing beer was not one of them. At first, colonists relied on shipments of beer from England to get their brews, to get their beers, if you will. However, they became fed up with waiting for ships to cross the oceans. In 1609, colonists placed a full-page advertisement in the London newspaper looking for experienced brewers to come to the new world to share their brewing techniques. It was the first help wanted ad in the new world, which is kind of interesting to think about because early colonists left to develop their own country, right? Without England's grasp. However, here they are asking for help. A number of brewers responded and they began taking up to the offer, thus beginning America's first brewery. The early Americans drank beer and cider for the same reasons the Europeans did. You Which know what that is? were it made it f- them feel better. Well, I mean, it made them feel fair. better. Drinking makes you feel better, right? You know, it, it makes sense, right? You're gonna go start somewhere and start a new colony. Wow, colony. Excuse me. Um, you, you're only gonna take what you need, right? So you need people, architects, you know, carpenters, things like that. You know, you're building, but Caden's over here playing with his phone. Um, why would you take some somebody that's brewing beer? not a necessity right well here that makes sense let me stop you there before you finish so side note from this right let me make a note side note is do you know why the pilgrims got off instead of uh virginia they stopped at plymouth rock no they were running out of beer you couldn't drink water back then people shit in their water supply no i knew that i I knew i knew like so they pulled over at plymouth rock because they needed more beer because the trip back to england they were running low that's cool the rations do you know what the ration was per day for beer a gallon of beer a day. I like it. Right? That's can, a way I to live. hang with that. Uh, I mean, I, I did know that. You know, beer at one point saved the world because the water supply was so bad. I, I mean, yeah. makes sense. Exactly. But. Exactly. All right. So let me, let me finish up here. So um, it made them feel better, right? That's why they drank beer, right? 
Beer is a marvelous barrier against drinking funky water. In addition to sanitizing alcohol, if there is too much crud in the pollution or crud of pollution in the water, the beer would not carbonate. So back then, water could kill you. Safe and sensible Europeans drank beer and cider all day, every day, to avoid disease as well as death. Hmm. Now, we should know this from the history books. Europeans were far more technologically advanced compared to early American settlers. Europeans were familiar with the trade winds and the earth was round, which surprisingly, today is still a debate <laughs> in some parts of the world. Uh, there were also turning points of the bumblers to unlock the human genome and they were the first ones to see representative governments across the world. It's pretty cool. However, through all of these advances, Jesse, it did still not occur to them to stop taking dumps in their drinking water. Early Americans didn't just care about not dying. They wanted good beer. So in 1640, the Massachusetts colony passed a law that stated, no one should be allowed to brew beer unless he is a good brewer. Wow. What do you think of that? I think... One, they did a good service to themselves. But it also keeps people from, you know, just... It's going to sound bad. Making things in their backyard that they shouldn't have been doing. Yeah, not not to take anything away from the, the good home brewer that we have today, but we've come a long way from the old wooden barrel. Well, people today aren't taking dumps in their water supply. Yeah, it's true. Okay. You know? <laughs> it's totally different. Wait, you like that one? Was that, I think it was pretty good. It's up to par with yours last week, man. It was good, yeah. No, I well, like not it. last week, episode two. I love yours episode two. Well, yeah, that was a pretty political. Yeah, it was a fun one. Yeah. All right, well, that's going to leave it for Beer Fact of the Week. Cool. Stay tuned for beer number three coming up next. All right. And coming at you live. Just kidding. We're not live. There's no way we're good enough to be live. Jesse? Are you excited for beer number three? I mean, I'm more excited for this one than I was for the last one. My stomach is already hurting looking at this beer. It's not that bad. So From Russia with love. Just kidding. It's not from Russia. What were we going to say? Nothing. Go ahead. You sure you're going to say anything? Yeah, I'm good. What's All the right. beer? Welcome back from Beer Fact of the Week, everybody. For beer number three. This one's hailing from, yeah, I know, you guessed it, Astoria, Oregon. It's not like I like that place or anything like that, right? However, this is a new brewery. I don't think we've talked about this one. We've been uh, throwing Rogue up on the uh, the billboard all week. So uh, this one's going to be a shout-out to Fort George Brewery. And let's begin. What's the beer called? Oh, that'd be important. The beer is called From Astoria with Love by uh -huh. Fort George Brewery. And I got a little bit of history about this one, too, which is pretty cool to see. Okay. To begin... This beer is known as a Russian Imperial Stout. Mr. Jesse, do you have any clue what a Russian Imperial Stout is? You know, I didn't, but I did some research. Um, the Russian Imperial Stout was actually first brewed in England for Emperor Peter uh, the Great of Russia. Anyway, so Russian Imperial Stouts, these type of brews, they're usually higher in alcohol than the traditional English style stouts. Fort George likes to call this brew their Matroska series. Jesse, do you have any idea what the Matroskas are? No. So Matroskas are those little weird little Russian doll things that you open one big one and then a slightly smaller one comes out. Okay, yeah, and I And then know you open up are. another one and then like a slightly smaller one comes that's out. Like those cool. creepy little things. Yeah. That's a Matroska. So uh, I'm probably butchering the name. So please don't send me an email about how badly I butchered it. I already know I probably did. Since it's February, it's Stout Week, right? During stout the month, month of February... Fort George and the rest of the other breweries out in Astoria prepare brews all originating from the beer that we are drinking t from today. That's a little misleading. Fort George is the only company that prepares brews originating from this beer. Okay. However, other breweries within Astoria all take part in what's called the, uh, the Festival of the Dark Arts, which I'll kind of go into. So, Fort George likes to call this brew their Matroska series. So, every brew that they do starts from, from Astoria with love, meaning... They use this beer, and then they take the next one, and they age it, age it in some uh, bourbon barrels, or they age it in a bourbon and Pinot, Pinot Noir barrel. Uh, let me tell you what they did with this one. So this here, Fort George, took From Russia With Love and put it, over, put it into over five-plus different barrel aging techniques, ranging from a bourbon barrel aged with Madagascar vanilla beans to another where they added marionberries to give it a little tartiness, which I find is going to be pretty delicious. Uh, it's not going to be in this beer at all, because uh, this is going to be the purest form of From Astoria with Love. Okay. Right? 
A special day in Astoria where brewers alike this year enjoy what's called the Festival of the Dark Arts, which was, I believe, February 17th and 18th. We're literally a day short. Is that a Harry Potter reference? No, I wish it was because I love Harry Potter. So the Festival of the Dark Arts, Fort George indulges in this, which is where all of the stout lovers converge, trying to get their hands on some of the 60 rare stouts available on tap throughout Astoria. Every single surrounding brewery and even some visiting carnival brewers, quote unquote, as I like to call it, have limited releases and aged stouts and porters that could possibly be never seen again after the Festival of Dark Arts ends. Talk about tragic. Yeah, I mean, but imagine being one of the people that tasted that beer. You know, you, you got to have that beer, maybe even take it home. Yeah. And then, you know, no one else is ever going to have that. That's pretty badass. I mean, I pay, cool. pay a good good coin for that. Yeah, yeah, I would. Well, from the fort to you, from Astoria with love. Let's drink, man. Yeah. All right. So, ABVs, we're looking at... What? 9.4%. This is the, the highest we've had all day. 9.5% kill me. No, That's wait. Ridiculous. This beer is going to end up doing it. Um, we couldn't find any IBUs on this. So I guess we'll taste it and try to give you a, a good representation. Um, and then the Beer Advocate score gave it a 4.04 out of 5, which is good. Um, looking at it, it's, it looks great. I mean, it's pure black. It's, it's what I'm all about. Dude, I think it's about. darker than the breakfast style we drank. I mean... Can you get darker than dark? Uh, I'm actually getting a little bit ahead on this one. I am, I am. It's a little frothy for me, man. Which is cool. The first pour, I got to tell you, dude. Actually, I'm going to tell everybody here. I'm not excited to drink this. It's 9.5%, which is probably the only reason I'm willing to drink this. But just smelling it, I don't even know what it smells like. Jesse, I'm going to lean on this on this for you, man. I'm going to lean on you for this one. Tell uh, me that. A little bit of... I, I'm smelling a slight hint of caramel. I get... Uh, um, alcoholic, the alcoholic, oh. the alcohol taste immediately hits me in the nostrils. Like a rubbing alcohol, yeah. Yeah, you can definitely smell this alcohol in this damn beer. And, but don't let that turn you off, though. I mean, it's, it smells good. I mean, I look at you and you. Never mind. Yeah, hey, that's rude. I know where you're going with that. First drink. Hmm. What'd you get? It's not bad. It's a little more carbon. Actually, it's carbonated compared to the breakfast stout, which obviously being a milk stout makes sense why it wasn't yeah, so carbonated. Thicker body. Yeah, that makes right? sense. Kind of like those milkshake IPAs in a sense. I do enjoy the carbonation from this. I don't get smacked in the face with 9.4%, which honestly is frightening. Hmm. Yeah. I get no alcohol bitter taste. What about you, man? It is smooth. It's a, it's a medium body. It's, it's not too thick. I agree with that. Um, I'm not getting the carbonation, though. Um I would say it's it's a little more on the flat side, personally. I mean, yeah, but uh, try to compare it to the Dala. The Dala, to Ooh. me, had absolutely no carbonation. Yeah, I mean, it was like drinking chocolate milk. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's that milk style, style, right? Yeah. It's kind of like if we compare that milkshake IPA to, let's say, like the Rogue Brewery Cold Brew IPA. Totally different, but still an IPA, right? A um, little syrupy. It is a little syrupy. Yeah. It is, it is. Which definitely makes sense why it ages very well in... Uh, Bourbon barrel ages or Pinot de warm bourbon barrel ages? Yeah. I, I would go as far as saying, uh, I mean, this is this is a reach, but a, a hint of like a, a leathery. Leathery? Just a hint. I got you. Go in a little deeper. What do you mean? I mean, uh, you ever smelled fresh leather? Yeah. Just just that. On the back of the tongue. I mean, it, it's a reach. I'm reaching far. I feel you. I feel you. But it, I, I get that. Reach it, baby. Reach it. But... Um, I mean, but I do love this dark, rich-looking beer. Uh, it's not something I would order, like I said, but I'm glad we're drinking it. I like it a little bit more than the breakfast stout. Ooh, I don't what know. What do you think, though? Uh, I'm still going to lean towards the breakfast stout. Okay. This is not a bad beer, but yeah, I like I like being able to drink beer with my, my eggs. I hear you. I hear you. Well, let, let's not lose track here. So in terms of sight, the pour was pretty smooth, pretty fluid. Yeah. Carbonation is uh, minimal. Um, obviously a lot lower than an IPA that we just had. And it's a little bit more than the breakfast stout that we had when it comes to the thickness of the head. I had less than anything I've ever seen more than the dollar though. I will say that. Yep. Um, but it dissipates pretty quickly. Uh, love them on scale. You're going to give it above a 30. Yeah. 32, 33. Yeah. It's no, I'm 35. It is. It's very creamy though. I'll say this beer is very creamy. It is pretty dense. Um, do you smell Smells like it's extremely roasted. I mean, obviously it's a it's a stout, but I mean, yeah, I feel like I get more roasted chocolatey 
taste than like I a, did in the dollop. Like a cocoa almond kind of uh-huh, thing? Uh-huh. Yeah. Definitely notes of cocoa. Definitely notes of chocolate. It's, I don't get a coffee taste, which I think is really cool when comparing these two stouts because the Dalla really emphasized a lot of coffee. Obviously, it was brewed in collaboration with Conduit Seattle Coffee, but yeah, yeah. most stouts advertise coffee-like flavors, and this doesn't really display a full-bodied coffee taste. It kind of gives me that, just a little like subtle hint, like, hey, there may be some coffee in here, yeah. but I think a lot of that has to do with the roasted malts. You know, and, and I know it's the, the alcohol talking... Or it is the alcohol in this beer because it's nine point nine point four percent, but it's a little bit more acidic. Oh yeah, just a little bit. And that I think it's just in terms of how it was brewed. You know, it's, yeah. it's thick. It's a lot more rich. It's got a very dense present. However, it's boozy AF. Definitely, it's so boozy. Yeah. But it, I don't get that when I drink it. I get a milk chocolate sweetness when I drink it. What about you? Mm. I mean, and not necessarily like milk chocolate in the carton, but if I'm going to like put a visualizing flavor on it, I get a milk, milk chocolatey sweetness. I don't get the sweetness. Of course That's the don't. only thing. Just so different. Slightly bitter for me. You get a little bitter? A little bit. I guess I do, but the aftertaste lingers since it lingers so long in the mouth, that syrupiness. I feel like I am getting the sweetness from there, not necessarily from drinking it. And now I say bitter as in like I'm comparing it to the milk stout we had mm. oh it's way way more bitter than that yeah i, I agree with you on that absolutely agree with you okay on that. all right so let's move on to the i mean we've we've already gone into that but a little bit of the taste the flavors the malt the hops yeah in terms of feel dense heavy body yep uh, mouthfeel it lingers a little bit a little mm-hmm. bit syrupy but for 9.4 not bad how do you want to give it man i mean i don't want to rate him yet right but how do you give this for being a 9.4 IPA? Jesus Christ. A stout. 9.4 stout. How are you going to rate this? Um, You know, not, not bad. If I had to give it a number, 3.85. Yeah. You know, if I'm if I'm using the, the scale. um, and, and For IBUs, 45. 45? Yeah. And it's the alcohol that gives it that. Yeah, yeah. Really does. I get that. Honestly, we've drank two beers already. I've drank maybe four sips of this. I feel this more than I have any other beer. Oh, yeah. This is like a getting rolled over by a tank. Dude. Speaking of tanks, I actually don't have anything. You don't have anything for that. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, damn, man. Yeah, this is good. Um, Let's talk about the can a little bit. What's pretty interesting is the can kind of looks like a Matrovsky doll, one of those little Russian dolls on the front of it. It's a beautiful white tall boy. So not only is this 9.4%, it comes in a tall boy, everybody. 9.4% in a tall boy. Comes in packs of fours. Yeah. Uh, this is a seasonal release. Actually, yeah, seasonal. But I did see on their website that they're looking at doing an all-year-round release, which is interesting. What I really love about companies that come out of Oregon, on this can it's stamped, it is distributed only in the Pacific Northwest. So... For those listeners outside of the Pacific Northwest, which I think we have, what, three? Yeah. Man, Nonetheless, man. we got them, and we love we you guys. We appreciate you. Shout out to you guys over on the East Coast, right? Uh, this beer, 9.4%. You can definitely order it on uh, TotalWineAndMore.com and get it shipped to the house. Um, not a plug. I'm just letting you know if you want to try this 9.4% from Astoria with love. All right. Let's recap real quick, man. So for this beer, it's thick. Yeah. It's flavorful. It is. It's boozy AF. Yeah. It's a little bit of carbonation. Eh. 4.04 on the beer advocate scale. 9.4% ABVs. Can definitely taste the roasted malts. Since it is a stout, it's kind of the biggest factor in those. The aroma, I do get, again, booziness. In terms of scents, I get a lot of roasted malts. I do get a lot of chocolatey. Yeah. Uh, But when it comes to the finish, I do get that milk chocolate sweetness. Even though Jesse doesn't. I do get that. What is your finish like, man? Everyone's different. Uh, my, my finish is the milk chocolate, but bitter. Okay. That sounds gross. That bitter milk chocolate. It's like cocoa. Cocoa is not sweet. Cocoa is bitter. You know what? Touche. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I absolutely... I, I get that. I respect that. Uh, I think it's pretty cool that both of our tastes are pretty different like that. Because we're both getting the same thing, but we're getting two different aspects of that, which is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, that kind of ends it for beer number three, y'all. So, in terms of you know all three beers, let's go ahead and kind of recap all three of them. Just kind of touch on uh, an individual thing about that. What do you think, Jesse? Uh, you know, beer number one, uh, my favorite. I'm going to say it now. It's my favorite. 
that That's, we've had today. I'm glad you're saying your favorite. The Dala, the breakfast stop by Matchless. Um, like it, it to me, it was the the Ron Swanson of beers. You know, nothing better than breakfast food and dark-haired ladies. It it was breakfast food for me in a can. Like, I would pair it with French toast. It great creamy body, no carbonation whatsoever. Super smooth. I agree, man. I I normally wouldn't, but I will say, I will uh, I will take an eight ounce pour of this and have breakfast any day of the week at Nashless yeah. Brewing. Yeah. I would absolutely. What about beer number two? Well, before beer number two, let's oh. just recap. So seven point four percent. It was right. Hmm. For yeah, beer one, seven point four percent, which is pretty big, and a four point one four out of the on the beer advocate scale. It's rated pretty high. Everybody highly yep. recommend that. All right, beer number two. We got Maui Brewing Company bringing us the La Lima La Lima Belgian IPA. Brewed with Belgian yeasts, and it is in collaboration with the Breakside, who is based out of Oregon, which is pretty dope. This uh, this beer has an ABV of 7.1, with IBU sitting around 60, and a beer advocate score of 3.82, considered to be very good. I really like that one. Jesse? Beer you know, number three? One, oh, beer number three. Oh, sorry, I was on beer number two. Oh, excuse me. Uh, um, beer number three. Alone. From Astoria with Love. Um, it's, uh, again, bitter. Boozy, definitely boozy. That's that. That's that nine point four percent coming it's, at you. It's like a slapstick to the um, face. I'm giving it the IBUs of about a forty-five. I'm gonna go ahead and agree with that, man. Yeah. It's I kind of get that bitterness. Um, beer average score was four point zero four. Not bad, but it, it was considered good. Um, mouthy fear was. I don't know. Mouthy fear. Mouth. Mouth, mouth, mouth feel. <laughs> I was. I was afraid of it. Mouthy feel was thick, but not milk stout thick. Yeah, it's still heavy because it's a stout, yeah, right? But absolutely. it's it's a good heavy. Uh, overall, I like this beer, man. But more importantly, I'm assuming it's Dala. But what is your favorite beer today? Dala. I think of I said it, it already. Dala. I don't care if you said it. We're we're still touching on it. Yeah. So Jesse loved the Dala. For me, um, you know, I know you all want me to go with the IPA because that's what I love, but. Uh, in eight ounces, I think the Dala is also my favorite. And, yeah. and I hate stouts. I, I think they're disgusting. No, I don't. That's Yeah, I do. They're yeah, disgusting. Do. Yeah. No, and the IPA wasn't bad, but it wasn't the perfect combination. It wasn't the perfect brew for me. I, I had I get that. I exceptional get that. IPAs, and it just it wasn't it there. It was pretty damn good, though, for, for a, an IPA a- collaboration with Breakside. Yeah. Brewed with Belgian yeast. Yeah. That's pretty badass. They had, a, they, they, they had a good beer. I still want to know how a Hawaiian brewer, an organ brewer, came up and decided to use Belgian yeast for this IPA. It's interesting to me. Well, many hands. Hopefully they listen to this. They probably don't, but I hope they do. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about the chosen one. Jesse, oh, man. I'm going to leave this one for you. I have my opinion. Um, we haven't even talked about this beforehand, but what do you think? Out of all the beers, what do you think is the chosen one that these listeners are going to enjoy? I, to me, it's beer number one, and I, I know that's my. I know that's your favorite. personal favorite. Why would a, a listener like that beer? I think everyone likes breakfast food. Uh, I don't like that beer, and I, I like I liked it. I don't like stouts, and I enjoyed it. Right, that, that's a pretty good thing. Beer number one could be could be drank with any breakfast food. I, I think. Uh, it tastes like coffee. It's got a hint of chocolate. Um, nice warming hint of spice in there. Uh, you know, it, little cardamom. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's not a bad beer. It's not overly powerful in terms of alcohol. It's not. Uh, I, you know, what's the word? Um, I don't know. It it's just the right amount of stout and the right amount of flavor. Or even if you're not a stout drinker, mm-hmm. you're gonna like this. Yeah, because with that from Astoria with love, it's a uh, it's a little much. It is. It's a lot. I enjoy it, but I did like the Dala more. You got to be a stout drinker um, to. Really so when it comes love. down to it, Jesse, we're going with the chosen one. We're going with what Dala? The right? Dala. No matter who you are, I don't care if you drink apple juice only, or you drink milk, or you drink water, and that's all you drink. But guess what? You got to drink this milk stout because why? It's good. It's damn it's good. It's the chosen one. Get some eggs, make some bacon, some toast, and pour yourself a dollar. Is that all you got? I think that's all I got. That's it? That's it. 
All right, Jesse, go ahead and close it out, man. Just close it out. Close it out. All right, guys. That I mean, that's everything. That's that's the three beers. That's the chosen one, the dollar. Um, I don't know. Thank you. Check out our Twitter, Antifogmatic Podcast. We'd appreciate it. And then our Facebook at, you know, Antifogmatic Podcast. What do you got? I think you did it pretty good, Jesse. So, everybody, thank you again for listening. We really appreciate the time that you spend to listen to us, whether it's 30 minutes, whether it's an hour of us bullshitting. We just want to take the time and just say thank you. Yeah. Uh, please, if you haven't already, listen to our previous podcasts. This is going to be number four. So, thank you for bearing with us. Um, like Jesse said, go ahead, check out our Twitter. Anti-Fogmatic Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook. We kind of like to do some updates. If you have an email, if you have an inquiry, if you want to recommend us a beer, please let us know. Tweet us something. Email us. Let us know what you want us to try. Again, big shout out to Matt for grabbing these beers for us. Uh, this is Stout Week, sort of. I couldn't kind do of. all three stouts, yeah. so I brought an IPA. But nonetheless, this is Stout Week. We appreciate your time. We appreciate you listening to us. Other than that, get a beer, crack it open, and... Stay buzzed, everybody. Thank you for listening to Anti-Fogmatic. Have a wonderful week. See you.